today on In Grace. We're in Fort McHenry. With the grandkids, searching for the secret to America's greatness. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder on our very special Friday and weekend edition of In Grace. And if you follow our Monday through Thursday radio program or podcast, then you know that we normally are preaching from the pulpit of the Quint Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. But on Friday and on the weekends, we go somewhere. We're going to go to Washington, D.C. today. We're also going to Baltimore, Maryland. And what we're going to do today is show my grandkids why America really is beautiful and why we are a great nation. And so I hope that you'll come along on this exciting adventure today here on In Grace. Now, you're probably going to want to see what you're hearing. And so if you'd like to see the video series, The Secret to America's Greatness, let me send it to you as a thank you for your donation to this ministry. This ministry relies on your prayer and support All the money given to In Grace is plowed right back into ministry in broadcasting and producing and and making sure more people hear the gospel through media. If you'd like to give a gift of any amount, let me thank you by sending you this brand new video series, The Secret to America's Greatness, featuring Charlie, Willow, and Chloe, the most beautiful grandkids in the entire world. And I'll argue with you if you think yours are more beautiful. If your gift is $35 or more, I've got two more really amazing video adventure series for you about America. One is America's Christian History, Did God Intervene? And on this, you're going to hear more from Andrew Phipps, the historian friend of mine, as I go to the other birthplace of our country, the real birthplace is Philadelphia. We go to Independence Hall, the Liberty Bell, Valley Forge, and then also on this same video series is called The King of Kings Mountain, where my colleague, Dr. Phil Stringer, and I go to South Carolina to see a battle that was the turning point for the War of Independence. And you're going to hear something on this video series that no one else is talking about, and that's how God intervened in that battle, the King of Kings Mountain. Do you want to get that video? And then we have another video where historian Andrew Phipps and I go to Washington, D.C., and we find all of the references to God on the monuments. So all three of these great videos about America are yours for a gift of $35 or more. Please contact us today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace. P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. All right, Willow and Charlie, that is the White House. And you know, this is where the story of the Star Spangled Banner actually starts. Why? Because the British in the War of 1812 came here. In 1814, they came to the White House, and what did they do? burned it down. They burned it down. And the president's wife was in the White House. Her name was Dolly Madison. Her husband is the president, James Madison, our fourth president. And she was making dinner. And then they said, oh no, the British are coming and they're going to burn down the White House. You need to get out. And so she left all the food that was there ready for her husband. 
and she took down a big painting of George Washington, and she took down a big painting of herself, and she fled the White House. And the British came into the White House, and they ate their meal, and they burned it down. You know the only two things still in the White House right now from before 1814? What? The portrait of George Washington and the portrait of Dolly Madison. And then after the British burnt down the White House and they burnt down the Capitol and they burnt down other buildings, they were gonna attack Baltimore. But there was a big fort in the way. Do you guys know the name of that fort? Fort McHenry. Fort McHenry. In the late summer of 1814, the British set their sights on the largest port in the United States at the time, Baltimore, Maryland. Earlier in this series, we noted that every state's constitution in the United States has a reference to God or the divine. Here in Maryland, their constitution of 1776's preamble says this, we, the people of the state of Maryland, grateful to Almighty God for our civil and religious liberty. It was September of 1814. Young America was on the ropes. Our capital had been captured and burned. Now the most powerful nation on earth was threatening our most important port with their mighty warships. A 35-year-old lawyer named Francis Scott Key was negotiating the release of an American doctor aboard the British Navy's flagship. Key was successful in his negotiations, but because they knew too much about the battle plan, were kept out in the harbor eight miles away until the battle was over. It was a rainy, dreary day when the exploding mortar shells and newly invented concrete rockets started to fly. Could America survive? Or would this bombardment extinguish the flame of freedom? This is Fort McHenry, you guys. And a very important thing happened here that really would have changed America if it had happened any different than it did happen here. Y'all know the song, The Star-Spangled Banner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know the words of the national anthem where it talks about looking for the flag at the dawn to see if the flag is still there? But there's other words in the song like ramparts. Over the ramparts we watch, do you know what a rampart is? It's these walls of the fort. That's called a rampart. So from the harbor, Francis Scott Key, who was out on a ship, he was actually an American, but he was on the British ship watching. And he was hoping, hoping that the flag would still be there. And is the flag there now? Yeah. There it is. There it is. So Major Armistead said, hey, we know that the British are gonna attack our fort. I wanna make this flag huge so they can't miss us. And so he went and got a woman named Mary Young Pickerskill. That's a funny name, isn't it? And she sewed the flag that we now know as the Star Spangled Banner. The size of this flag was incredible. It was absolutely huge, a lot larger than the flag they normally fly at these forts. The flag was 42 feet by 30 feet. 
check it out. Fort McHenry and the flag. Can you imagine Francis Scott Key out here on the British ship? And he was wondering, with all that bombing and all the rockets, is the fort gonna be there? Is the fort gonna be there? And then in the morning, as the light came up from the east, the sun hit this big flag. And he said, the country survived, the fort survived, and America was saved. And then he wrote that amazing poem, and that became the lyrics to the song, what? The National Anthem. The National Anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? In Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support InGrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. You can also write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. There's currently a debate about Francis Scott Key, the man who penned the beautiful words, land of the free and home of the brave, defended enslaved people in court and argued against the international slave trade, himself was a slave owner. Because of this, some have called to change our national anthem. Hopefully we won't let that happen. Some of our nation's founders were flawed, as in the case of all humans, but they did ascribe to the Declaration of Independence's famous words, 
We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Our history is our history. Allowing slavery and segregation was wrong, but the arc of America is good and we eventually got it right. If America were not a great nation, millions would not have tried to make this their home. I had a chance to take Charlie to New York City to see the Statue of Liberty. Lady Liberty, a symbol of America's beacon of light to the world, stands today, as she has for over 135 years, with her torch raised to the sky. The people coming to America on ships would have seen the Statue of Liberty, and that would have been freedom. We finally found freedom and opportunity in America. But then they would come here and get off the ship, and here is where they would first step onto American soil, and there were thousands and thousands of people that were processed here and uh, got to America right here on Ellis Island. This is an important part of our history, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it cool that we're here? Yeah. America is also great because we are a nation willing to sacrifice. September 11th, 2001 is a testimony of America's amazing heroes. All right, Charlie, we are at the 9-11 Memorial. If we're trying to find out why America is great, it's because we have heroes that ran into a burning building and firefighters and police officers went up into these buildings to rescue people. Are you thankful for heroes? Yeah. Are you thankful for firefighters and policemen? Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's always remember what happened here on 9-11. Back in Washington, D.C., we took Charlie and Willow to several monuments and memorials. Throughout our history, our military leaders and commanders-in-chief have spoken very favorably of God, Jesus, and the Bible. All right, Charlie and Willow, where are we now? Washington Monument. Yep, the Washington Monument. How tall is it? 2,000 feet. You just made that up, but not quite. 555 feet tall. And I think it's supposed to be the tallest thing in Washington, D.C. And it was built to honor who? George Washington. George Washington. You know, he was the first president of the United States. He was an amazing man. He fought. Uh, he led our troops. He was a general in our Revolutionary War. Somebody said this about him. He was first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen. America, guys, was founded upon God and the Bible. That's our history. No matter what anyone tells you, America is a good nation because it was founded by godly leaders like George Washington. Let me tell you guys a little bit about Abraham Lincoln. First of all, I think he was the greatest president we've ever had. Now, George Washington was a great, great president. Abraham Lincoln was great because he made a decision. Even though it meant the country was gonna go to war against each other, it's called the Civil War, brother fighting against brother, he did it for freedom because there were a lot of people in this country 
that were enslaved. And what a wonderful man he was. He also was a person of faith. Later on in his life especially, he said some great things. On November 15, 1862, Abraham Lincoln said this about our military. The discipline and character of the national forces should not suffer, nor the cause they defend be imperiled by the profanation of the day or name of the Most High. At this time of public distress, adopting the words of Washington in 1776, men may find enough to do in the service of God and their country without abandoning themselves to vice and immorality. Lincoln added, the first general order by the father of this country, he was talking about George Washington, after the Declaration of Independence, indicates the spirit in which our institutions were founded and should ever be defended. The general hopes and trust that every officer and man will endeavor to live and act as becomes a Christian soldier defending the dearest rights and liberties of his country. Can you imagine a president saying those words with profound faith in God and a wonderful, wonderful idea that a soldier should act like a Christian? This is Abraham Lincoln. Who is this statue representing? John J. Pershing. We're at the World War I Memorial. Do you guys know what World War I was? What? It was a big war over 100 years ago where the whole world started fighting. And it was called, first of all, the Great War. And then, because we had World War II, they changed it to World War I. Many people died. It was like the first time the whole world was fighting with these modern weapons and it was really, really bad. But there were people like General Pershing who actually had faith in God, and he was the general of the Grand Armies, and he was the one that would lead our troops into battle. Now, this is something very interesting. People that don't know how involved God was in our, in our nation, they need to know Like people like General Pershing, he wrote something really amazing, a preface in the Bibles that they were gonna give to the troops. Hardships will be your lot, but trust in God will give you comfort. Temptation will befall you, but the teachings of our Savior will give you strength. This is the World War II Memorial. And this one is remembering all those that gave their lives so that you, Charlie, and you, Willow, can have freedom. Our president during World War II was Franklin Roosevelt. You've heard of him? And he wrote on January 25th, 1941, something in the Bibles that are gonna be given to all of the troops going into World War II. He wrote this. As commander in chief, I take pleasure in commending the reading of the Bible to all who serve in the armed forces of the United States. Isn't that amazing? The president of the United States, Franklin Roosevelt, said that, that he believes that all of our soldiers fighting in World War II need to read the Bible. Here in Virginia in 1776, the Bill of Rights says this, religion or the duty which we owe our creator 
can be directed only by reason. And that is the mutual duty of all to practice Christian forbearance, love and charity toward each other. Once again, we find in America, in all of our states, God is in the very fabric of our country. Okay, kids, this is the Arlington National Cemetery, and there are hundreds of thousands of people buried here, people that served for a long time or died in conflict. But I wanna show you guys the tomb of the unknown soldier, okay? an adventure this series has been. Our grandkids learned that America is great because of its vastness, its natural beauty, its resources, its rivers and oceans, its hard workers, its great minds, its valor, its sacrifice. America is a great nation. And the secret? This country was founded upon God and his word. This is real history which cannot be changed. But the hope for the world is not America. The hope for the world is Jesus and his sacrifice for our sins. Can you imagine the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross? Now, do you guys remember those Bible verses that you said on the last episode? One was John three sixteen. Do you remember that one? Can you say that one? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's so good. Now do you remember Ephesians 2.8 and 9? For by grace are you saved through faith and not yourself. It is a gift of God, not of verses any man should boast. That's it. So those verses and so many more in the Bible talk about how we can be saved from sin. And really, that's what the Bible says. We're sinners and we need a savior. And Jesus made that sacrifice. He gave his life, his innocent, perfect life for us. And he says, if you will believe in me, if you will trust in me, you will be saved. Are you concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? 
in Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness, is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support InGrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. You can also write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.